Hi, everybody. I have some exciting news. I am launching a Substack. I know. I keep telling you how I'm not a writer, and I'm still not a writer, but I am going to be writing about reading over on Substack. The Substack is called Unstacked, and you can find it at tracythomas.substack.com. There will be free options every Friday. There'll be a bunch of weekly roundups, announcements, all the shit I'm into. And then if you want to upgrade yourself to the paid subscription, I'm going to have author interviews, bonus episodes, anticipated reads, book pairings, community chats, all sorts of stuff. So, If that sounds like something you'd be into, go to tracythomas.substack.com and join Unstacked. And of course, I've got a special offer for you. If you go to tracythomas.substack.com slash the stacks 10, you get 10% off your first year membership of Unstacked. You have from now until April 4th to redeem. Again, that's tracythomas.substack.com slash the stacks 10 for 10% off Unstacked. Okay, that's enough. Let's listen to this episode. Welcome to The Stacks, a podcast about books. I'm your host, Tracy Thomas, and this week we are joined by the creator of Book Girl Magic, Renee Hicks. We talked to Renee about her journey into reading, creating her own online book club, and books she loves, plus a handful that she doesn't. But before we dive into Renee's story, I want to remind you about Patreon. Patreon is a website that allows you to become a real-life patron of the arts. You commit to a monthly contribution, which makes you a member of the Stacks Pack. That's our own bookish crew here at the Stacks. And once you're in, you can get membership to our virtual book club, shout-outs on social media, and a lot more. This week, I want to give a little love to Rebecca Punch, who's our newest member of the Stacks Pack. If you're interested in joining this community of readers who support creativity, diversity, and literacy, plus getting to know that you help make a podcast you love possible, go to patreon.com slash the stacks or click the link in the show notes. This show would be impossible without the stacks pack, so thank you. If a monthly subscription isn't your thing and you feel like you'd rather do a one-time donation, go to paypal.me slash the stacks pod and contribute what you can. You can also help support the show by shopping through the links in our show notes before you shop on websites like Amazon. The Stacks earns a small commission on these purchases, and it comes at no cost to you, so everybody wins. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever. And if you listen to us through Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to rate and review the show. This week, our most recent review comes from JPRG Lisa, who's from Canada, and they say, my TBR list was already big, but after listening to a few episodes, it's huge. Great discussions, and I love listening. So if you have a moment, be like JPRG Lisa and go review the show. Okay, let's dive in. This week on The Stacks, our guest is Renee Hicks. She's the founder of Book Girl Magic, which is an online book club that focuses on books by and about Black women and other women of color. Renee is a woman of many talents and with great taste in books, and I can't wait for you guys to meet her. So let's dive in. All right, y'all, we are back in the stacks, and I'm so excited about today's guest. It is 
Renee Hicks. And you might not know the name, but I guarantee you've heard of Book Girl Magic, and mm -hmm. she's the founder of Book Girl Magic. Welcome to the show, Renee. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited. This has kind of been in the works for a while. Renee was one of the first people I ever followed on Bookstagram, <laughs> and we connected super early, and I just love you, and I love what you're doing. Aww. So. Love you too. Yay. This is going to be a total love fest. Yes. Um, <laughs> do you want to just tell us like a little bit about yourself aside from Book Girl Magic? Sure. Um, I, yeah, because I guess everybody knows me for books and whatnot, but um, I am a mother of twins, first and foremost. Um, originally from Canada, living in Atlanta, currently here in LA for vacation. Yay. So took some time out to meet up with Tracy. And um, yeah, that's pretty much, I mean, me in a nutshell is uh being a mommy and i do social media for a living so that's another oh, thing you do. um we the agency i work for the government so the agency that i work for we help kids get into college so whether that's some type of financial aid student loans we help them prepare for college and so, what's yeah. the social media aspect of that so i run we have in our agency we have like three different departments okay. so different scholarships and stuff like that so i run the social media for each of those accounts How and cool. some project management yeah and you also have a hobby slash side hustle Yes, photography. photography. Yes, so that's, that's why her pictures yeah. are always so good on Instagram. Don't feel bad about yourself. Yes. So if you <laughs> followed, which is funny because I didn't start the page off that way, and then one day I randomly just took a picture of a book, and I was like, that looks way better than my phone. So I just continued to kind of go that way. But um, yes, Noel Gray Creative uh, is my photography company. So I do a lot of portraits of people, weddings. I did a wedding in New Orleans a few weeks ago. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of my hobby that I've been doing for eight years now. Yeah. Her pictures are really good. Thank you. Um, <laughs> okay, that's that. Okay, let's talk about Book Girl Magic. Yes. Okay, so you started it a little over a year ago. Yes. Uh, we how did just, you come up with that? Yeah, we just hit our one-year anniversary, um, the beginning of November. So it was, I wanted to challenge myself, which is where it came from. I didn't think it would be what it is today. It's kind of just exploded. Uh, but the initial thought was that as a person of color, I have not really read books, that many books by authors of color. So I wanted to challenge myself, and that's kind of where the book club formed, was I wanted to celebrate um, specifically black women um and then read books by people of color so that's the thought behind it and it just kind of unfolded into what it is today so and you do you pick a book for the month yes and is the book always by a black woman no, no. sometimes we do we've done well i will say 99.9 .9 percent of the books have been um by a woman of color we had one i think colson whitehead we did underground okay. railroad which was our only pick that was not but for the most part they have been so i'm not sure in the future if i'm gonna kind of steer that way but um yeah i love i, I like that it's women of color because or black women specifically because i like to see the variety yes. that's there like you pick different books like i know you did the mothers recently yes. which is like a great piece of fiction like kind of fun not fluffy right it has some depth to it but and then I know that you've done like Phoebe Robinson, yes. which is like so different. Like, yes. so it's like celebrity memoir yep. and then fiction. And yep. Samantha Irby is our current read for November. So that was kind of a fun one to do too. So. And can you like tell us what's next? Yes. I am so excited for December. Um, so we'll be reading Becoming by Michelle Obama. So I'm <sighs> super, I know, I'm super excited for this book. I've been anticipating it for 
I don't know, like months now. It's been, mm-hmm. yeah, talked when about. When she released the cover, I was like, Gore, stunning. Just absolutely stunning. It's yeah. so perfect. She's so perfect. Yes. It's just truly like, what a blessing. Yes, absolutely. So I'm excited to read I've that. never loved a first lady. <laughs> I didn't know that you could. And now I'm like, oh, I get how my mom felt about like Jackie O. Yeah. Right? Like that it was just like she was like the perf- most perfect. There will never be another. For sure. Well, yes. yeah, we have Queen, <laughs> Queen Michelle. Um, I can't. The book, I guess, came out yesterday. When you're listening to this, it will be yesterday. Um, <laughs> and I can't wait to read it. Obviously, I haven't read it yet, but I can't wait. I I, I will be participating with Book Girl Magic in Yay! December. You all should enjoy me. So yes. actually, tell us what that means. Like what it what does it mean to be part of your book club and how does it work? So we choose the book of the month and I've kind of changed the format. We used to do videos and chat once a month and do it like that. But I think we just all have such busy schedules Mm -hmm. and we have so many people that are from so many different parts of the country, the world that are now joining us. Um, So now we're just kind of doing a thread where I will post questions and then people can answer those questions in the thread and just have a live discussion amongst, you know, is the thread on Facebook or it will, it will be on both actually. So we have a chat discussion that we do in the Facebook group, but it will definitely be on Instagram, which is where most people are. But anyone can join. Absolutely. Can can males join male identifying? Yes. It celebrates. We are a a book club that celebrates women of color, but it's open to anybody. Like it's inclusive of everyone. I want everyone to experience these books and feel like they can join in. Okay. And I'll link to, Renee's social media, but also the book girl magic stuff too. So you guys can find it in the show notes. Thank you. Um, Do you have a favorite book that you've done for book girl magic? That's a tough one. Um, Let me think back to, Oh, the wedding date hands down. I don't even know why that took me. That's probably been my favorite because (laughs) I like romance novels. Okay. So I'm a gushy, like I'm a, I'm a Pisces. So I just, I'm a dreamer. I love fantasy. I love all of that stuff. So romance oh. novels really speak to me. So that book on the money was like, that was it for me. Yeah. So I don't the, think I'm going to read that. Book. I know you won't. Okay. I know your taste. And <laughs> that and the perfect find were two reads that we read. And it was like the warm and fuzzy feels like we, yeah, it's not one that you would not like. Me. <laughs> are there any books that you're kind of like dancing around maybe doing soon that are like on your radar or things you're thinking of? I don't want to spoil any future picks, no. but, um, the ones that come, because I'm trying to think of what is on our 2019 list. Napoli Ever After, I know, is one. I can't even think of the well, who, list. Is that a celebrity book? It is. No, it's a series. It just came. Oh. The movie just came out in September hmm. um, or October. One of those. But it just came out as a Netflix. Sanaya Lathan is. Oh. Yeah. And it just talks about her journey with her hair. And I think she breaks up with her fiance and she just kind of goes through this this Ooh. life change. So it's. It's interesting. So I'm going to do that um, in 2019. And um, I'm trying to think. Jasmine Guillory, which who wrote The Wedding Date, has mm-hmm. another book that she's coming out with or came out with, I think, at the end of October. So that might be another gushy romance novel. Have you guys done Americana? We have not. That's on my list, I'm though. voting for that. Okay. It's so good. Yeah, I have it. I've owned it for it's a while. It's such a good book. And you know I don't really like fiction, and it's not, like, heavy fiction either, and I love that book. I read it in, like, three days. It's wow. so enjoyable. It's a little long. But, yeah. But it's really good. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. That's my vote. Okay. I mean, you good. know. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> the one need, fiction yeah. book I've ever read. I'm we'll get ready to <laughs> evaluate 2019. So, yeah, that's a good, it's good a, thought. It's a good book. I think you'll really like it. I, I think most people like it. 
Like, I think most people are like four or five stars. Yeah. I don't know. I okay. gave it a four. Yeah. But that's like five for me for fiction. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about your reading life. Because I know, well, oh, I know what I want to know about you. I know the answer to this kind of, but I want people to know this about you because I think it's exciting and interesting for those of you who feel reading guilt. Have you always been a reader? No. Absolutely not. Talk about your reading life and how you kind of got back into it or into it in the first place. So growing up, books have never been my thing. I guess sports. I'm an athlete. I grew up playing softball. I played it in college. So that's what consumed my life. So I really just didn't have time to Mm -hmm. read books. Um. I got divorced in 2013 and decided to make it a goal to make myself better mind, body, and soul. So I challenged myself on Goodreads to read one book a month, 12 books for the year. And that's kind of how it started. And it's funny to see the evolution of the type of books that I read because Mm -hmm. back then it was like all spiritual and um, self-help books and things that would just make me better as a person. And now I'm just completely diving in. So a lot of the stuff that you see me reading is like, for the first time experiencing it and you know growing up in the suburbs we didn't really learn that much about black people people of color and where we come from so a lot of this history and stuff is brand new to me so my reading journey is extremely new less than three years and it's been amazing actually love it mm -hmm. so 2014 is when you started your book a month I so I did a book a month in 2015 I think Mm -hmm. I used to be a huge reader and when I moved to LA I just stopped reading because I used to read on the subway in New York Mm. and I was like starting to feel really stupid and like dumb and like bad (laughs) down on myself. So I was like, I'm going to read a book a month. And I took me till December 30th (laughs) to finish my last book. And then the next year I was like, I'm going to read 13 books. And I ended up reading 24. You sound like me. Yeah. And now this year I'm a lot more so far. Yeah. That was me. Like set a goal of 12. I think the first year I actually did 12. I might have bumped it up a little bit, but then did like 15. And then the next year it was like 21. And this year we, I don't even, Bookstagram has been the devil. It it has influenced me to read so much. Um, I've blown my my goal out of the water. Yes, mine too. I had to bump mine up this year. I did. And I bumped mine up. But the other thing too is it gives me anxiety to like put that kind of pressure on myself. Like I don't understand how people read 100 books in a year. Like how do you... What do you do with I, I don't know. I can't do it. Yeah. I bumped mine up from 36 to 52, and oh, wow. I hit that's 52, good. and I didn't bump it up again. That's good. That's I really was good. Like, that's it. My re- right. That's my goal. Like, a book a week? Sure. Done. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I think for people, like, trying to get back into reading, because I know a lot of my listeners are like, oh, I don't read that much, whatever. And I think, like, the key, if you're trying to get into it for the first time or get back into it, is to, like, set a goal that mm-hmm. is really achievable. So it might be six books for you. Right. Like, it really depends on your life. And then to pick books that you really like reading. Right. So if you're on a spiritual journey at that moment in your life, read The Secret, read, yes. you know, what is it? The yes. Four Agreements, yes. read all that stuff. You are a badass. Right. And then <laughs> those are all books I read. Sure. <laughs> Cause like, those are the ones that if that's what you need, that's what you need. And if you're in a place where you're like, I just want to learn about immigration, then read six books about immigration. Like, right. There's no, I'm a firm believer in just like, read what you want to read. Cause no one else is re- like, no one else is reading for you. I agree. And I think that's what this year has been for me. I've kind of learned my taste and my style. Instead Mm -hmm. of just randomly picking up stuff, it's like, oh, I like romance. Not like I like this type of book. So I'm kind of learning and historical fiction like those and just fiction in general has become a big thing, which normally I would read more memoirs and and self-help books. So, yeah, it's really become a learning lesson for me this year is what my taste is. 
Yeah, I'm so glad to have you on as someone who's a newer to reading. Oh, I think it's important. Like, it's not ever too late. Or, like, it's not like if you stop reading, you can't get back into it. Right. Because some, you know, we all have, like, reading slumps or whatever. Yeah. And I feel like the more that I read also, the more that I'm willing to step out of my comfort zone. Right. Too, because I'm like, okay, it'll be, what, two weeks I'm stuck on this book? And if, you know, if it's something I don't like, then I'll put it down. Right. Um, but to get back into reading or like to start reading, definitely read things that excite you and you can't put down. Yeah, that's it. And it's funny sure. because when people look at my journey, they don't know that I just started reading right. or seriously reading a couple of years ago. So when they see me reading things, they're like, I read that in high school. And I'm like, oh, okay. You <laughs> like book shaming me. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe in book shaming. Yeah, I know. Even though I do love to ask people what they're embarrassed about having read or not having read. Right. I don't really like, I, you know, I just think it's a fun question, but what, read whatever. Read right. the newspaper. That's like it. that's reading too. Don't yep. be weird about books. Um, but you know, that's just my lecture to everyone. Read yep. books. Right. Do you read with your kids? I do. And do uh, they like reading? They do. And have they always? Not really. It's just become a thing this year. And they're encouraged because okay. they're in first grade now. So their teachers send home books like um, on the weekly. They have books that they have to read at least four a week. So we read a lot of books and so I want to go back because there's a lot of stuff as a kid that I did not read like mm. Charlotte's Web like some <gasps> of the classics yeah oh, and especially the American or the what is it the great American read oh yeah that some of those books are on there too so Ugh. there's some that I want to go back and read with them Charlotte's Web is truly my favorite book yeah. I float around other books but that's the one I just love it so much I, I don't know if it will hold up I don't I haven't reread it I've read sections of it again but I love it and like the giver wait till you get there that's like fourth or fifth grade ah. Ugh, the giver's delicious yeah it's yeah. like about dystopia and like mm. nice i liked it even as a kid i knew that i liked you know dark twisty books that's <laughs> awesome <laughs> i am who i am that's um, right own it yeah well i heard someone say something about like kids reading you just let your kids read whatever like if they want to read let them read whatever it is that they want to read to like get them into reading like, if you make reading a priority, but then I guess, like, whatever they pick up, they pick yeah, up. Yeah, if they find their style, you know, if yeah. that's what they want. If it's going to encourage them to read, right. I'm open to it. Yeah. And I'm sure seeing you read makes them more excited about reading. Yep. Absolutely. Like, if you sit on the couch and watch TV, then they probably want to do that. That's it. Have you noticed a shift because of, like, your example? They get excited, too, to go to the bookstore and want to buy books. Mm. And, hey, mom, can you buy this Pokemon book? And <laughs> All different kinds of, yeah, but they do get excited about books and buying books and reading books. So we, we have our set. We come home and everybody sits down and reads their book for at least 20 minutes a night. Oh, that's very yeah. sweet. I need to do that with my no kids. No. <laughs> just with myself. It's, you have to set up time. <laughs> I'm like, I, days just go by now because I've become a softball mom. And right. I'm like, when can I find time to read? Is it 20, is 20 minutes like your every day at minimum? It's actually required by their teachers. Okay. So we have to read at least 20 minutes a day. So I at least try to fit that in. But between homework and now softball and basketball and it's like, where do you find homework? It's just so much stuff to fit in there. So, yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll fit it in. Yep. You got, you got Always. a book club to keep track of. That's so it. you've got to squeeze it in somehow. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Let's dive into our questions we'll right. start with you know the first one my fave what what are two books you love and one book you hate okay so the two books that I love would be The Wedding Date that I mentioned okay. earlier and Eloquent Rage <gasps> by Brittany Cooper I Man, just finished it that book this week oh okay tell All the, the people about the book it it's just it's someone 
I don't even know how to describe it, but Brittany literally gives us a voice. Like, I feel like everything that you've ever wanted to say as a black woman, she is putting it in that book. And mm -hmm. it's like, man, I totally feel that way. Like, mm -hmm. she just does a great job. And I can just remember, it's been a while since I've read that book. Um, but I can just remember how empowered I felt totally. walking away from that book. And I'm like, this is amazing. Everybody need, I need to gift this book to everybody. So it's so good. She is clearly the smartest person in the room. Professor. Like, <laughs> she's so smart and so eloquent. Yes. But she does an amazing job of kind of flexing that muscle of like her thought process, but also keeping it very accessible. That's it. So it's like there's moments where you're like, I see you, Dr. Cooper, with mm -hmm. that big word. And there's that's moments it. where you're like, yes, girl. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. Like she talks about Beyonce. Yes. She talks about Michelle Obama. Yes. And she also talks about, you know, the Clinton crime bill. And yep. she she kind of like moves you as the reader between these two worlds. It's almost like she's performing the dance that black women have to perform. Yes. Right. Between like being smart and being, you know, better than and mm -hmm. twice as good as and then also being like, but I'm still the homie. Yes. And it's re it's I mean, so I cool. was really impressed. I listened to it on audiobook. Yes, me too. Yep. OK. And it was I want to read it, I think, also. Yes. Physically, because I think, you know, there's always parts I miss when I listen, yep. unfortunately. But uh, so, so good. good. Yeah. When so she was good. talking about Michelle Obama and her hair and her how ponytail. she wore it. Yes. I was like, oh, my gosh, that was yeah. everything. She really she really does like drive home the experience of black women. Like even myself as a black woman, I learned so much about the things that I do in my everyday life that I never think about. Mm -hmm. It's really powerful. I think like if you're a feminist or if you're a person who's interested in like race mm -hmm. and, and how other people function in the world, yep. this is a great book. I agree. And men, you should read it too. Yes. And white <laughs> people, you should read it too. Yes. And non-gender binary people, read it too. Read it. Yes. She's, she's giving you knowledge for sure. Yes. Um, okay. What's a book that you hate? Ah, you can't touch my hair by Phoebe Robinson. Oh, you didn't like it. Oh, hated it. Oh. It just—it's one of those books where I feel like black women or black people aren't the intended audience. It's okay. kind of like you're already telling us stuff that we already know kind mm. of thing. That's it also reminds me of that book I'm judging you um by Lovey. Okay. That that the both of those books I just the, the audience was completely wrong. And when I mm. looked at the Goodreads ratings cuz I'm like this got a pretty good rating, but mm. when it was by black women it was low, but if it was by white women it was extremely high cuz they're getting something out of it and seeing the book from a different perspective. So right. I, I get that, but it's like I already know, you know, it's like, it's like black people one-on-one kind of thing. Right. Like we already know this kind right. of stuff. So I see. that book kind of bored me to death. And then she had some chapters in the end where she was writing notes to her niece or something like that. And it was just, it just seemed out of place. It just, okay. yeah. The book club, we read that as a book club read and everybody hated it. Interesting. So. She has a new book that just came and out. And they sent it to me. I got a free copy of it. So okay. I'm like nervous. Do I pick this up? You know. Well, just so start it. If you I'm, hate it, put it down. I'm going to, yeah. I'm definitely going to give it a shot. Um, I'm hoping it's better than the last one because I wasn't really feeling this. Okay. But yeah. I hope so too. Um, what are you reading right now? The I'm reading The Crazy Rich Asians. Okay. trilogy yeah so went on vacation and started the first book so um that is you know my gushy romance novel have so. you seen the movie i have yet? not i've okay. been i've refused to see it because i wanted to read i've been saving that book for vacation and so okay. i refuse to watch the movie until because okay. i hate spoilers i can't okay it'll ruin it for me if i 
watch it first. So. I like the movie. That's yeah. my only spoiler. Um, <laughs> I have not read the book, so I, it was one of the ones where I was like, eh, I'm just yeah. going to see the movie. Yeah. I don't have time to read this right now, and I want to see the movie. Yeah, and it's it's a thick one. Yeah. I saw that it's big. I didn't yeah. know that. Yep. Um, do you read multiple books at once, or you're a one-book pony? No, I do. You if do. you want to count audiobooks, I know the debate, but if you want to count audiobooks as reading, I definitely do at least one audiobook because I my commute is mm-hmm. um, a bit lengthy. And then I also either have an ebook or some type of physical book that I'm reading at okay, the same so time. So one reading with your eyes and one reading with your ears. That's it. Got it. Um, what are some books that you're looking forward to? So Toni Morrison. Um, I haven't other than the blue sky, which we're doing next week. Yes. So that was my first Toni Morrison read. And I absolutely fell in love with her writing style. Like I just, her Tayari Jones, like they have this descriptive, like they just Mm -hmm. make draw, paint a picture for you. And I really love that about Toni Morrison. So I'm excited to read more of her books. Um, Octavia Butler, Mm. someone else I haven't read. So see, there's so many. I read my first Octavia Butler this year also. Which one did you read? I read Kindred. Uh, And I want to read Parable of the Sower really bad. Um, Whatever you have time. Yeah. So (laughs) those and Men We Reaped because everybody. Well, you know, that's like. Shout one out of to Jasmine. Yes. One of the best books I read. This year, I think you sure. gave you recommended that one to I'm me too. Sure. We did on yeah. the podcast on episode four with Sarah. Um, it's really good. I'm excited. I think that's going to be a book that I read, either if I if I can fit it in this month or December. Okay. It'll did it'll you, be done. Did you read? Um, you did sing Unburied Sing. What did you think of it? Didn't like it. <laughs> I was shaking my head. I didn't like it either. I didn't. It was kind of confusing, and I just the way it ended, I didn't understand. Yeah, it was point too of... fictiony for me. This book is not that. Yeah, okay. It's really, I know a few people were like, uh, when I recommended it, were like, I didn't like, and it's like so different. Yeah, it's okay. really good. good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm excited. I've for heard you. great things because I'm like, I, I mean, I love her writing style as well, but yeah, that book just didn't do it for me. Men We Reaped has her beautiful writing, but it's more straightforward and like, well, kind of. It's it's more clear and it's it's a little. There's not as much figurative like language and like you know metaphor it's right. very it's it's nonfiction, but it still has her beautiful good. storytelling it's really that. good because i love her yeah I, like, I mean she's really she's you know yeah she's, she's our, jasmine yeah she's great how do you pick what you're gonna read next basically recommendations the, but, brigade, the brigade shout out to them oh, yeah. these <laughs> are our friends we have a, like a little group of friends on um bookstagram that we cultivated and we read books together and do video chats and there are pals so shout yes. out to our pals so a lot of my book recommendations come from the people in that group to be honest um anna is a huge one who's constantly reading everything in the world um so she a lot of the stuff that she mm-hmm. reads is she has she has a similar reading style to myself a lot of books users have been a few that you've recommended as well so okay. a lot of recommended books i will because a lot of you guys have similar tastes to myself so i know if y'all liked it then mm-hmm. it's probably something i would enjoy yeah. too so do you have friends in your life or family members in your life that read a lot or that recommend to you or most of your reading connections through the internet um most of them, 99.9% of them are from the internet. Okay. My grandma actually is an avid reader. Like, oh, yeah. we went to visit her this summer in Canada, and her she's a massive collection. Like, I'm just like, where do you keep all these books? So she's been actually sending me boxes and boxes of books because she's discovered my reading taste. Mm. So she's been sending me a lot of books, um, classics, like, you know, Toni Morrison. So I have these books now. Um 
But yeah, there's not outside of that. There's not people on the day to day that I deal okay. with that read a lot. So couple coworkers, but not but similar not reading. Right. So you have to rely on your internet friends. Yes, Bookstagram. Your, your creepy internet friends. <laughs> um, what's a book that you like to recommend to people? The Wedding Date. I'm probably, okay. You'll probably hear me say you're this gonna book talk a hundred times. A yes. Okay. I feel like by the end of this, I'm going to have to read, read it, it just to see yeah. if it's any good. And so you're going to hate it. I, like, Renee, this I know. Trash. You're going to be like, I hated it. <laughs> I know it. I can feel it already. I'm not reading it. Don't worry. So <laughs> The Wedding Date is one of them. Children of Blood and Bone. Oh, I I've, own it. I haven't read it yet. Yes, it's a good one. Um, young Adult has become a thing of mine. It's you like weird. it? Yes. Okay. So I'm discovering that I love Young Adult. Um, so Children of Blood and Bone. And then Whiskey and Ribbons by Lisa mm. Cross Smith is another one. Again, another gushy romance. Um, if you liked An American Marriage, mm-hmm. you'll mo- more than likely like this book. Oh. I feel like. Because it's kind of the same trio. It's this okay. tr- love triangle kind of oh, okay. similar. But is it more romancy? In a sense. There is drama, but there is a romance that kind of buds from that drama. But you don't walk away hating any of the characters like you do in American Marriage. Like, I walked away loving all of them. So Okay. Because everybody else walked away from American Marriage hating it. Hating it, yeah. Honestly, you can like whoever you like, but you can't like Andre, the end. Um, That's my team, so hey. Your team Team Andre? Andre. Oh, yeah. (gasps) I have a shirt on the back that says Team Andre. We're going to have to do a whole podcast episode on this because (laughs) truly, I can't believe this is happening to me. Let me say this in in two seconds. Basically, (laughs) the reason why I choose him is because I feel like he's the least at fault of the three. That's why. I I feel like the other two are more to blame for, you know their marriage sure, they're more to blame for their relationship but like andre stay the fuck out of their relationship yeah, my guy yeah. like you've had all this time and see then- i use this analogy he's like steve urkel if laura walked in and steve and said steve urkel i want to be with you he'd be like heck yeah. yeah but laura knew steve urkel was all up on her shit the whole time <laughs> this dude is like oh surprise i love you forever and ever amen yeah i don't want to spoil this book but I like know. truly we'll have to agree to disagree on this because yeah. andre is it's the great debate not, this book yeah not the business for me yeah Okay, what's the last good book someone recommended to you? It was actually one you recommended to me, and we read with the Brigade, so The Warmth of Other Suns. Y'all, I cannot recommend this book enough. You recommend it for me. Yes. Go ahead, tell them Uh, why. Isabel Wilkerson. It is just, talks about the migration of uh, Black people in the South migrating to either the West or the North. Um, I just had no idea that they were doing this you know trying to get out of the south and and find a new life and do something you know for themselves so it's it's kind of funny after reading that book that it, migration has been kind of a theme in some of the other books that i've read mm. after, yeah my books always do that like i'll read about something and then it'll appear in other books that i read too so um it's definitely been an interesting one that was eye-opening to see because i just had no idea about the history of people migrating and trying to Make a better life for themselves. Such a great book. Mm-hmm. And it's so well written. Yes. It's and it's long, a big though. one. When you get it, it's <laughs> a little intimidating. Yes. But kind of, it took me a while. But once I got into it, I was like, I wish we would have broken that down a little more a in little the brigade. Yeah. yeah. Like we should have done that one over two months. Time yeah. Because I was just like freaking out. <laughs> it, And I did the audio for that one. So it was nice to hear the, the voices mm. to that. So that helped. But I literally was listening to it every hour of every day to try to get through this yeah. massive. It's long. Yeah. It's really long, it's, but, but it's it was, it's worth book. it. It's totally, totally worth, worth time. it. Yes, it is. So cr- take your time, but it's worth it. Um, is there any book that you've received as a gift that stands out in your mind? 
Britt Bennett, uh, The Mothers. I received that as a gift from my cousin, and we recently read it as our October book club book. So that one was a, it was a cute little story. Like, I just wasn't expecting it to end the way that it ended. Like, I just, yeah, towards, like, chapter 11, because it's fresh on my mind right now. (laughs) I just remember there being a twist, and I'm just like, I did not see that coming. So it was, it was a good one. I enjoyed it. It's a good book. I like it, too. Yeah. Um, Are there things that you wish were different about your reading life? I wish I could read faster. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, I'm an extremely slow reader. Um, and I wish I just had more time to read. Like I said, my schedule is super busy, which right. is why audiobooks are clutch. But I wish I just, and I'm tired a lot too. So I'm like, you know, I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. So bedtime's like 10. Trying to squeeze in reading, it just mm-hmm. is hard. It's so hard. I wish I had more time and I wish I could read faster. Yeah. You and everyone else. I yes. Wish I, I wish I could just look at a book and learn everything that's in it. <laughs> Um, how do you organize your books? Genre. Usually by genre. Um, and then I've started a new thing where I organize them by the books that I've read this year. So after okay. I have like one shelf that's like everything that I've read this year. Oh, nice. So it gets bigger so, and yep. bigger. And then there's like another shelf underneath it of things that I hope to get to this year. So I kind of organize them or prioritize them in that oh, way. Yeah. You can see it. Yep. That's smart. Um, are there genres? Well, we know that you love romance and fiction. Are there any books or any genres that you avoid i want to say have you ever seen like those hood novels like yes. with the cheesy covers mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i'm sleeping with my grandfather <laughs> you know like those things yeah there's people making money off of these books and yeah. i'm like why so i have a thing that maybe not necessarily a genre but if it has a cheesy cover i will not touch it like okay. if it's fabio i i will not touch anything that does not look appealing to me i'm weird and i know i'm probably missing out on a ton of books from doing that but yeah, if it's not pretty and it's not going to look pretty on my shelf, <laughs> I'm just not going to touch it. I respect it. that. Yep. I, I have no problem with judging books by their cover. Yeah. You have all this money to make a cover and make it good. Yeah. Just saying. And that's, yeah, like we, I read Passing by Nella Larson and mm. the book is actually really pretty. I had the hard copy, but I wanted it, the ebook as well, so mm-hmm. that I could just read it um, more conveniently. And the cover is just god awful on the ebook. <laughs> oh, and okay. it's 99 cents. And it took me days to decide that I was actually going to hit download. Because <laughs> even the ebook cover. Yeah, because I had to read it anyway. But I was like, right. this is not going to look pretty when my look at my ebooks on my Kindle. It's not going to oh, look pretty on this. So I'm just, it's I'm weird like that. I don't have a Kindle. So I don't know what any of this means. Oh, they just came out with it. They just came out with a new one. And it's waterproof. I'm like, do you know how much time I spend at the pool in the summers? I'm, so you're going to get it. And I just bought one in May. So, so you're going to have like a collection of yep. books and of ebooks. My mom will get some nice gifts for Christmas. Perfect. Well, <laughs> congratulations, mom. Books yeah, you get a up. brand new six month old, uh, you know, Kindle. That's perfect. Yeah. So you read, so you do audiobook, you do ebook, and you do hard copy. And sometimes I have all three of the same book. Yeah. Doing yeah. I know where. But I, <laughs> I sometimes will read the hard copy as I'm listening to it. Cause oh. it just, yeah. So I'll do, but yeah, both at the same time, look at the words and listen to it. I've heard of people doing this, but I've never met anyone who actually does it. So there we go. Yep. You're the first. Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should be at least simple. That's why for the last three plus years, I have been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. And it makes me feel nourished and strong enough to tackle whatever else might come my way. That's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and a lot more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. 
The nutritional insurance that AG1 provides has been vital to keeping me productive and focused. It helps me cover my bases in just about the time it takes to fill a glass of water, scoop in one scoop of AG1, and then drink it. So I don't know, 75 seconds? With the perfect mix of vitamins, probiotics, and nutrients from Whole Foods, I'm not stuck trying to assemble it all by myself, which would have considerably worse results. AG1 saves me all the time and hassle, and it has made such a difference in my overall mood and especially my gut health, among many other things. But don't take my word for it. Go ahead and try AG1. Let me know what you think. Whether you notice you're needing more nutrient support than you're used to, or you just need an edge for a tough workout, AG1 can be the ticket. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1, and that's why I've partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash the stacks. That's drinkag1.com slash the stacks. Check it out. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. What's how like how do you like to physically be when you're reading? Like, do you like to be indoors, outdoors, warm weather, cold weather, beach, couch? I'm all over the place. So you can get it in. <laughs> I know. It's like it depends. Ideally, the perfect place would be the beach. Okay. Um I'm a Pisces water. It just appeals to me. Okay. Somewhere snuggled up with a blanket, though, is is typically how you'll find me, whether it's my recliner chair, if it's my bed, I will be somewhere with a blanket. A blanket okay. is like clutch. I have to have that with me when I'm reading. Yes, I relate to that. Yeah. Um, what's the last book that made you laugh? Jennifer Lewis, the the mother of Black Hollywood. Mm. She is hilarious. She's so Do you watch yeah. Blackish? I do. So good. my show. I love that love show. That yes. Show. I saw Diane in Target, and really? that was like a celebrity that I was really excited about. Oh my god, I love her. She's so cute. She, well, she's like an adult now. I know. She's like all grown up. It makes me sad, but yes. also like good for her. Yes. Um, what's the last book that made you cry? The Wedding Date. <laughs> Keep it coming. Listen, I know. This episode is sponsored by The Wedding Date. Right. It's um, like, hi, shout out to Jasmine. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm kind of um, reading it and being so mad at you when I do. Yeah. Um, what's the last book that made you angry? Uh, it would have to be The Warmth of Other Suns mm-hmm. was one that made me angry. And The Bluest Eye, I think, was one that made me angry. Um, I don't want to give anything away. We'll talk about talk The about Bluest that. Eye next week, yeah. so don't worry. I'll just save we'll that We'll talk about how that. angry it made you next week. You'll have to tune in. Yeah, this is our little teaser. <laughs> Hear why Renee's angry. Yes. Um, what's the last book where you felt like you learned a lot? So, again, The Warmth of Other Suns. That, I mean, yes. Just totally. the history in it taught me a lot. 
um, just had no idea about migration. That was just something that was unreal, like what they went through and trying to make a better life and still having it hard once they did migrate right. too. So yeah. Right. Like what even better is, is like so negligible compared to, you know, the stories we hear of like the American Yeah. Dream. And it also makes me think about my history. Where did I come from? Where did my people migrate from? Right. I mean, I'm originally Canadian. I know um, a lot of people don't know that about me, but I'm like where my dad comes from Trinidad, but like mm-hmm. where else does my family right. come from? So I always think about doing those tests of, <laughs> I did 23andMe, and I also tried to do Ancestry, but my family's from the South, and it's hard. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot yeah. documenting, so yep. I got stuck pretty quick. Yeah. Um, what if, Are there any books that you feel embarrassed about never having read? Mm, um, yes, there's, very, <laughs> there's many. Uh, so Roots, okay. Native Son, okay. Kindred. The Color Purple and Anything by Tony, Tony Morrison. So basically, basically your classic classic, black yep. classic book. You'll yep. get there. Yep. I'm I've working on it. I've read some of them, and I haven't read all of them. Yeah. But there's just so many, and the new stuff keeps coming. I mean, I, I have a lot of these books on my shelf already. I, just, I try to pri- prioritize, like, at least reading one backlist title a month at the very least, but I usually end up reading more. Yeah. Because, like, I, part of it is, like, I know that book's going to be good. Like, it's just how good is it going to be compared to other books I know are going to be good versus, like, this new book that I don't have any frame of reference for. I'm like, well, this could be garbage. Like, let me wait and see if someone else tells (laughs) me. (laughs) Tells me if it's any good. Right. Um, Are there any books that you're proud to have read? So, The Autobiography of Malcolm X. Mm. I don't know if anybody's ever looked at that book with, like, the hard copy of it, but it's, like, almost 500 pages, and the the type is, like... Mm -hmm super small the mm. font it's just it's the biggest book and i read it in february so that's mm. just one book that i conquered and i was like yeah feel good about such that. a good book I'm like who makes a book the print that small like <laughs> it was it, it was a good story though once you get past and people kept telling me hang in there because the first hundred pages were really oh. hard to get through and then once you hit 100 it it just takes, takes off and the rest off. of it's pretty so easy good. but yeah that was one that i was proud to um have read now this is a strange one, but I've started the journey with Harry Potter. Okay. I know it's it's really out I've there. I've never but, read Harry Potter, and it's the twentieth anniversary this year, and so it was just one of those things that a lot of people on Bookstagram talk about it, and I just, mm-hmm. just don't understand like these different teams, what house you're in. So it's just one of those books that I was like, let me step outside of my box and try to read it and see what happens. Are you liking them? I love them. Okay. I love them way more than I ever thought that I would. Okay. I will admit that I'm doing those in audio um form so i can't remember his name i think it's jim something but he really brings those books to life and i mean there's a hundred characters in each book and every single one has a different voice that he's wow yeah it's it's insane so it really brings the book to life so i hope to finish that this year at some point and then all of them yep how many how far in i've read four so i've got three more left and then i haven't seen any of the movies so I've never seen a Harry Potter thing at all. Mm. I mean, I've seen like those ties or whatever. Yeah. Here and there. Um, but I think I will get to them. My niece is like eight right now. So I'm going to wait a little bit and hopefully we can read, read them together. Yeah. Because it'll give me a reason to keep reading it yep. if I don't like it or if I don't like love it. But I do want to read them. Yeah. But I got this far. I'm like, well, I'll just wait for Charlie. Yep. Um, What's a classic by a person of color that you love? The Fire Next Time. 
by mm. James Baldwin. So I absolutely. Good. That was my first so Baldwin great. book, I think. And uh, yeah, that was a good one. I love that one. And what about a diverse classic, shall we say, that you um, are looking forward to reading? I know you've listed a bunch just now. Yes. Any others? There's so many that I have not read. Um, but I think, I don't know if it's Black Boy, Richard Wright, but mm-hmm. it's either a Native Son, I think, is on the top of my list. Because I saw Jason Reynolds speak live um, about the Great American Read. They were talking about his book, and he was talking about some of the books that have influenced him. And after hearing him speak this past September, that is one book that I really, I think that's the book that he said that got him started reading. He had hooked him. So native, I think, native Son is good. Yeah. I, I did read that. I think I read that in middle school, but that seems young. It's a thick one too, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's about like, I don't, I think that I read it in middle school, but you know, sometimes your brain makes up memories. Yeah. I know that I read it. Um, it's good from That's, what I remember yeah. as an allegedly 12 year old. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I find with Bookstagram, there's a lot of people that are reading books at ages that they probably shouldn't have. Like Coldest Winter Ever is one that I'm like, how are you? It's it's a black classic like it's kind of on the a little bit on the hood side Mm -hmm. um but a lot of people have read that and they're like i read that when i was in middle school i said how your parents must not know what you were reading because that book was off the chain for me at you know in my 30s i'm like what is going on here yeah but i think native son was assigned to me in school yeah middle school i want to say in seventh or eighth grade but i don't kudos though if that was your teacher assigning that that's i'm from the bay area you know they really try to be progressive (laughs) as fuck over there they're like here read this read this like kama sutra book you're gonna learn oh my gosh (laughs) not really not really just kidding um shout out to my english and black history teachers from the bay (laughs) that's amazing Uh, do you have any favorite books from when you were a kid the only one I can think of, I know I was probably assigned a lot of books. I was probably one of the worst students at doing <laughs> it because sports were life at that time. But Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry is one that comes to mind that I can remember and really love. I don't. I never read that, but my brother was just talking about it recently. And I want to reread it because I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember it, so I want to reread the book. But I just remember it having an impact on me in some way. But I want to go back because it's been mm. forever. But I know that was a, a book that was required reading for us. And that's the only book that you remember reading yeah. from school. Yeah, pretty much. Because everything else, I think I did cliff notes. So. There you go. <laughs> I was the, the model student. <laughs> Got to get it in. Got to get it all in. Yes. Um, if you were a teacher now, what is something you might assign in school? Okay, so I know you didn't like this book. Okay. Um, but The Hate You Give. Oh. And look, look. Oh, see, I knew that's why I had to put the third I up. don't. Let's talk about it. I think that the book is great for certain audiences. That's it. Yeah. Correct. I, that book was not for me because Mm -hmm. I feel that I've spent a lot of time like learning and reading about Black Lives Matter and the right. You've read some deeper. Yeah. Yeah. But like, if you're a kid and you're reading that book, like sure, a hundred percent. Or like if you're a white mom and you have not cared about Black Lives, then yes, yes, totally. That's so it. I don't, the book is a good book mm-hmm. just for me. Right. I was like, mm. and that totally makes sense based yeah. on the stuff that I've seen you read. So, so I don't want to completely... denigrate Angie Thomas or her no. book or anything. Cause it's a, like, and it was enjoyable and I read it in a few days and like, right. it was fine. Right. It's and like I a think, solid book. and that's one of the first books on it. Cause that was our January book club reading. Again, this is all new to me. So as far, I think this year I've read a lot of books on black lives, like those types of issues that we deal with. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of the first books that, focused on that so Mm. for me at the time reading it I was just like 
wow. But you're right. Like the deeper that I get into those issues and read, you know, books that really dive into that, it's like, okay, for the audience, yes, that's yes, a great book. Totally. So I think for high school, I think that's spot on and it's it draws that conversation, you know. I also wonder, like I don't have kids and I haven't been a teenager in a long time. I actually wonder at where that book I feel like some of the book might be more juvenile than like the than the age of like Star and her friends. Like they're in high school, but I mm-hmm. wonder if that book isn't more of like a middle grade read because I feel like kids are smarter and more they're smarter than what we think. Like right. I, if I was reading Native Son at twelve, I definitely could have read right. this at twelve for sure. You know what I mean? Right. So I just I don't I I also think it's really for the moms, honestly. In the truth of it, it's like for the librarians and the moms to be like, oh, I should be recommending this to black kids that yeah. I know, you know, or like, <laughs> oh, my kid should learn about because I think kids get it more. Yep. And I think when I think of myself as like a 15 year old black girl, I think I would have gotten it mm-hmm. more than the book by then. Right. But I don't know. Who right. knows? It, yeah. It's a, if it speaks to you, that is awesome. Yeah. Cause I think there's a lot of value in it. And then I think it's also problematic in places and like, you know, right. isn't. even just to be a conversation starter, like totally. that I think is where I think it's good, great for high school students just to have that yes. conversation and, I don't necessarily know if parents are having those kinds of conversations with their kids. It's necessary, but I don't know that it's right. happening. Right. Exactly. That's, I mean, that's what books are good for. It's like letting people open up conversations that they've never had before, even if it's like with themselves or with their thoughts. I think that's really powerful right. in reading. Are there any books where you saw yourself reflected back? So, and I was surprised by this. Gabrielle Union's We're Gonna Need More Wine. Mm. I related to that memoir more than any memoir I've related to. Yeah, she even talks about, like, um, chemically treating your hair. Just different things. And I was just, first of all, there's a lot of that. I just think of Gabrielle Union as being an angel. Like, Mm -hmm. in real life. That's how I saw her as a celebrity. Mm -hmm. So, to actually see read these books and see like she had her own issues with her skin complexion and just real she dealt with some real things and I I just saw a lot of myself in her so I was surprised at that because I really as a celebrity I look at her and I'm like oh you're perfect you have you know right this perfect life but really she had a lot going on I mean yeah it's a lot I don't want to spoil it for anybody but yeah it was a good one I like to hear that um were there any books that you feel like influenced you in your professional career so I would say The Secret, learning that, speaking things into existence, I think that helps me to be where I am today. It's funny, just things unfold and you just never know how you're going to get where you need to be. But who would have known that this book club, like using my talents as a photographer and social media, like I do social media for a living. I mentioned that earlier. I'd put those together and come out with this book club that influences people like where, you know, but just kind of putting those things out there and then them happening, seeing them happening. And then the more that you see these things happen in your life, you want to continue to speak it into existence. So I've kind of learned to make things happen per se, Mm -hmm. um, by reading this book. Like you think it, it's going to happen. I still have to read the secret. It's amazing. I know. And I think I'm going to read it again before the end of the year, because it's one of those books, just a refresher to come back to. Are there any books that you love for their film or TV adaptation, like where the book was maybe better than, or the movie was better than the book or just any adaptations you really like. So you can probably attest to this. Um, the black Klansman oh. movie was way better. Way and better. partly because there's things that happened in the movie that never even happened mm-hmm. in the book, but that movie was a hundred times better 
and the book was okay. It wasn't awful. It was it was okay. I did not like the book. Yeah. I, <laughs> it, it was okay for me, but the movie blew it out of the water. The movie was so much better, for sure. Yeah. That's one that people are like, oh, I'm going to read the book. I'm like, just go see the movie. You're yeah, fine. Like, you're, you don't need to know the true story of this guy. It's not that good. He the was, book is very repetitive. So yeah. you're just, yeah. He yeah. said the same thing over so and over again. he was a black cleanse in the end. Yeah. Spoiled. We, we got it, right? Movie over. Shocker. Um, book over. <laughs> what about a book that you read that you would like to see turned into a movie or a TV show? <laughs> My favorite book again, The Uh-oh. Wedding Day. Wedding Day. Yes. I would love to see that. Um, I want to say, and then Children of Blood and Bone. I feel like, People I think that might be in the works. Something. Yeah. But that would be a great one to see come to life. I like to see, especially young adult books, come to life for kids so that they can see, wow, this could be me or see themselves right. portrayed on on the big screen so yeah yeah i i mean i'm excited for children blood of bone i have to read it before it, whatever it is comes out but i have it in my house so that's and the, the first sequel step. comes out i think march oh my god there's already year. a sequel yeah. i'm not ready <laughs> she's been writing it. i think it comes out the big spring of oh, this wow. 2019 yeah okay okay here's our your last question dun, dun, dun. my favorite one <laughs> save the best for last if you could require the current president of these united states to read a book what book would that be? You know, this I had to think about this. I'm like, are there books about morals and how to treat human beings? Because yes, self-explanatory. He's just, any book that falls in that category. There's probably so many, and off the top of my head, right now, I'll have to come back to that. Maybe if it pops in my it. head, maybe stuff. we'll come back to it next week. Next week, yeah. Maybe he should just read the bluest eye. That would be a good. That one. is about morals and how to treat people yes. in a roundabout way, or and it's how, more how not to treat me right. <laughs> and we can talk about more that more of that next week. But yeah, how you treat how you've been treated and effectively how you treat people because of that. Yeah, yeah. So next week, more on how to treat people with the bluest eye by Toni <laughs> Morrison. Renee, do you have anything else you want to add? No, I'm just so excited to be here. So thank you so Yay, much. We're so excited you're here. We'll be back next week to talk about the bluest eye by Toni Morrison. And uh, we'll see you guys in the stacks. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you to our guest, Renee Hicks of Book Girl Magic. Next week, Renee will be back and we'll be discussing Nobel Prize winner Toni Morrison's debut novel, The Bluest Eye. Remember, you can support the show by being a member of the Stacks Pack, and you'll be able to join us for our virtual book club discussion of The Bluest Eye. You just go to patreon.com slash the stacks. Make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. Our graphic designer is Robin McCright. Our theme music is from Tagiragis. This show was created and produced by me, Tracy Thomas. I'll see you all in the stacks.